0: All right, we're going to get right into the word. Again, I'm Pastor Ernest Stallman. We are Higher Definition Church Online, and we are believing God that this is the year. Not just the year that we're going to get into our building. We are already completely confident of that. And that's going to be happening very shortly in the next couple of months. But we are confident that this is a special year. Every year is a special year. Every year carries with us some blessings. Every year carries with it some struggles. But this is a unique year. This is a special year for the body of Christ and for this church, higher definition church. And so I'm going to get into the word. I'm going to read three verses uh, from the book of Acts chapter 13. And then I'm going to get into the message. Um, Three verses, Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. I'm reading from the NIV, so here it goes. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, "Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them." So, after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, that is the text. That's the only text for today's message. It's a brand new year. We're starting off with kind of a laser focus. I wasn't going to bring a whole lot of text. We're going to use these three, these three verses. And the message for today is entitled "Refresh." our relationship, refresh our relationship. Let's pray. Lord God, I wanna thank you. I wanna thank you, I wanna praise you for being in church this moment, for this opportunity we have to share your word, to hear your word, to be communing with Holy Spirit, to receive your blessing and anointing freshly this day, For this day, for this year, for this month, for our life, for this next season that you have Higher Definition Church coming into. It's my prayer that you would open our hearts and open our minds that we would receive exactly what it is you would speak to us today. That you would give us everything we need so that we can walk into this week and walk into this new year with confidence and clarity. And it's in Jesus name we bless you and pray. Amen. Excuse me. So refresh our relationship. Honestly, as I was strategizing and trying to put this message together, I don't I didn't even know where to start. I don't know where to start, because if you're here right now. Uh, you passed go, you made it to the next level, you beat the big boss, you made it through the new year, you should be praising God right now. You should be saying hallelujah. You should be saying amen. You should be glad that you are here in the house that the Lord built. Yes, you are the temple of God. We are the temple of God. We are the body of Christ and he has kept us. Amen, it's been difficult. It's been challenging, it's been frustrating, but we are still here, we have not been defeated, and we will not quit, amen? Can I get an amen from anybody that believes that God will lead you in the way of victory, that God has led you in the way of overcoming, that God has protected you? Even in difficult and challenging circumstances, he has been with you even when it wasn't favorable, even when things were not going the way he wanted. He has not left you, he has not forsaken you, he didn't leave you in 2021, and he's not gonna leave you in 2022. Amen? Amen. And so it may not have felt good. Shoot, it may still not feel good, but it's true. You may have felt frozen, right? Uh, you may have been stuck like, you know, we are always someone trying to turn the page, trying to turn the page, open a new chapter, new book. You may have felt frozen or stuck where you were. And you may have felt like it. You may still be feeling like your cup was running under. Not my cup was running over. Not my cup was an overflow, but that your cup was running on empty. You may have been feeling like that. But in this new year with a new beginning, I am confident and I believe that the Lord has spoken clearly to me, that he is guiding you, he is guiding me, he is guiding us to a refresh. What do you mean, Pastor Ernest, what do you mean? A refresh being, well, what is, (laughs) I Googled it actually, and I, I didn't go to a dictionary website, I actually just Googled refresh definition. And these are the first two definitions I got when I Googled refresh definition. Uh, The first one was give new strength or energy to, reinvigorate, amen? Who could use that? Who could use new strength? Who could use new energy? Who could use a reinvigoration this year, amen? I know I could. And the second one was this, an act or function of updating the display on a screen. Like on a computer on a website, right? Who here could use a new view of the life in front of you? at least a renewed view of the life in front of you. I know I could. I know I didn't always have the best attitude. I know I wasn't always looking at things from God's perspective. I know I wasn't always feeling good about the way things were going. I know I did not have it all together all year. And part of it was how my eyes worked, what I was seeing and how I was reading what I was seeing. And so if you could use a new perspective, a, a, a refresh, say amen. Say amen. No, the Lord has spoken. I believe the Lord is clear. I, I feel it in my bones. I've had conversations with other pastors and their word may not be exactly the same. They may not be using the word refresh like I'm using the word refresh. But we are in agreement that this is a year that God is pushing us to a reinvigoration in the body of Christ, a revival in the body of Christ. There's been so much trauma, so much turmoil, in our everyday lives, but if you pay attention at all to the drama and trauma and issues that have been made public as a result of the American church as a whole, you know that we need revival. You know that we need a fresh anointing. You know that we need a refresh. And so the question is, can you receive it? Are you going to be a person filled with faith in this moment? Are you going to be a person filled with skepticism in this moment? Are you gonna say, well, yeah, Pastor Ernest, I hear you. And last year and each year I try to be optimistic and I tried this, but it just didn't work. Listen, every single one of us have had those days and those times and those situations where we wish God would have moved faster or we pray that it would go a different way. But the fact of the matter is you're still here. I'm still here. You're still on assignment. He still touched you. He's still got his hands on you. He is still pushing and guiding you along. It's like that poem Footprints. You aren't actually walking anyway. He is carrying you through the difficult season. You just have to experience going through it. If I was carrying you through rain right now without an umbrella, your feet wouldn't get dirty, but you would still get wet. And so we are, some of us experiencing storms and I understand that. But experiencing a storm does not mean that you have been abandoned in the storm. And we have not been abandoned in the storm. In fact, God is calling out to us now to refresh our strength and revive our perspective. You know, there is always a method to the madness. He's the Lord. He doesn't do things coincidentally and he doesn't do things by accident. There's always a method to the madness. And if there's always a method to the madness, honestly, the way that I see it, there's always a method to the madness and a model in Scripture. Okay? So I'm looking at the model in Scripture of the refresh and and what should be our approach to it. Okay? What should be our approach to it? And so when I look and I searched Scripture and searched and searched, and and some of the Scripture I searched over the last week has led me to what I'm going to be discussing in future weeks. But when I searched and I finally came and and, and the Holy Spirit and acts and Holy Spirit settled Acts chapter 13 on me. Um, I realize that what it's doing is acts 13 is giving us a, a kind of a foundational point of understanding for our refresh. Foundational understanding. And so it gives us a foundation for our refresh. and I actually did my 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 darndest. I did my best to make sure that I could do like an acronym of refresh like, Use the R and make the R, you know, start with something. I really worked hard on that. Y'all, you know, the Lord had to bless and help on that one. But uh, so I want to say this point, and I think this point is clear because you're here. You're watching a church service. You're watching the preached word. So you believe in the Lord. You believe something about God. You believe something about Jesus. So let me tell you something. When God is refreshing, when God is blessing, God is starting with the church, not The institutional church, not the building itself, but no, when God wants to bless in the world, when God wants to move in the world, he starts with his people. And so the refresh starts in the church and the refresh starts with the church. And I think that's very important for us to understand, like you may have been beat down throughout the last year, but I need you to know that in this season, God isn't going to go ahead of you. He is going to go to you and he is going to, he wants to refresh you. He wants to refresh us. He wants to refresh our relationship as the church, as the body of Christ with him. Again, I've said this before and I'll say it again, Christianity is not a solo act. There is no Bobby Brown going solo from New Edition. No, we are together. And the most separation you could say is that he separates us into local churches like the one in Antioch. Of course, the one in Antioch is hundreds of miles from the one in Jerusalem, so they're not worshiping together, but they serve the same God. And so in serving the same God and doing the same work, what we must understand and and recognizing having a relationship with the same God is that the refresh starts with us and that R being religious life and structure, religious life and structure. That's the R in refresh. What do you mean, you know, religion is about relationship? Oh yeah, absolutely. But a relationship re- leads to religious practice. A relationship with God leads to religious practice that adheres to and lines up with the Bible. And so how does... The religious practice we see here line up in the Bible. If I look in at verse one, I see that there's this diversity of people. There's Middle Eastern people. There's people of high social class. There's straight up African people. Um, In fact, if you look now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. They had organization. They had order. They had livelihood. Um, The fact that the Bible is acknowledging them, um, Luke is acknowledging them as leaders in the church, shows that they were functioning um, as spiritual leaders teaching leading guiding the flock uh, and so you had Barnabas you had Simeon called Niger Niger a synonym or meaning black so it's a black man uh, Lucius of Cyrene also a black man Cyrene in Africa um, in fact Cyrene being the same place that the man who carried Christ's cross was from Cyrene in fact there are some who think that this man Simeon is the black man that carried Jesus Christ's cross and so Uh, So that's some extra stuff. Menaean, who was brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, Herod being the the ruler of the area. Um, And so he was brought up high class. Uh, And then Saul, of course, who would be known as Paul the Apostle. So what we know is that the church was functioning. That the religious practice was going on, that people were being served, that people were being taught, that people were receiving the word from the Lord directly from people that were called to be mouthpieces of God. And also from people that have studied the scriptures and not not that these are necessarily mutually exclusive, but that they were had studied the scriptures and were teaching were teaching what had uh, what had been handed down to them in the word of God and the word from God, okay? So you had them in place. You had religious life. The refresh starts with good religion, with good men and women of God in place, coming together in faith to hear and obey the word. That's where it starts, okay? And and some of us don't wanna hear that because we like our free agent status that we have in our minds. Free agents, let me, do you understand that free agents in the body are cancerous? Like any cell that isn't connected where it's supposed to be connected and functioning in in unity with the body, it, it creates chaos. It leads to cancer and cysts and all of these other things. And so, what we have to do is understand that if God if God's refresh is going to happen, we need to get our order in order. Okay. We need to submit to our teachers. We need to be coming together. We need to submit to the apostles' doctrine, which is what it talks about in Acts chapter 2. Like they submitted, they were being taught by the apostles' doctrine. Anyway, that's Acts chapter 2. The second, the E, this is R, E, religious life instructions, R, the E was engaging their Lord. If you look in verse 2, it says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. They were worshiping the Lord and fasting. These leaders were coming together. These were holy men. These people... These guys were leading the church. They were leading by example. And what they were doing was they were committing their way to an engaged relationship with God, not just hoping that God will come down and bless. Amen. Because sometimes that's how we do. Let's be honest. Sometimes we're just waiting for God to come down and bless. But they weren't just waiting for God to come down and bless. They were worshiping the Lord. In fact, other translations say that they were ministering to the Lord. What does it mean to minister to the Lord, well, if they were ministering to the Lord, ministry equals service. Like the word minister is equal to the word serve, okay? And so they were worshiping the Lord by serving the Lord. And so these men, these this church was committed in this time of prayer and fasting and worship. And what they were doing was the rituals of service, the religious prayer, they were religiously practicing worship, religiously practicing praise, religiously practicing prayer, religiously practicing the public reading of the Word of God. They were publicly teaching the Word of God. They were publicly teaching Scripture, and this was a religious practice. It was ritualistic. They were doing it regularly on in a routine, okay? It was part of their daily routine, a part of their weekly routine. Because I want to make sure that we're clear. Religion by definition, is simply the rituals that are put together so that man can more closely relate to his her God, her deity. So in good religion, believers in Christ are creating rhythms and routines. They're creating religion, religious rituals in their lives, in our lives, so that we can engage the Lord so that we can minister to the Lord. We can do the things that please him, not just by ourselves, together as a church, not just by ourselves, but together as a church. You understand? Together as a church is very important. And so they were engaging the Lord. They were together with the Lord. All right, so there's religious life and structure. They're engaging the Lord. All of this is important, an important part of the refresh. The the F is that they were fasting they were fasting what a time what a thing to to tell your body no to to have a desire and then say that i'm not going to have those things i'm going to reject food i'm going to reject drink i'm going to reject sweet things i'm going to you know make sure that i and my flesh are being subjugated being pushed down submitting my desires and will yeah fasting and that fasting was intimately connected to their worship because it says here while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting they were worshiping the Lord and fasting so they were worshiping the Lord doing these things that are part of the rituals to please God and they had set apart themselves and set apart some time to fast imagine the power If we together would literally come together, I challenge this every year, but I also would love to see how much agreement and coming together actually is happening. Like, are we really fasting together? Are you really willing to give up something? Are you really willing to inconvenience yourself for the most high God? Not because Ernest says so. Who am I? I don't got no more status than you. I just have a different call. But the Lord God himself. Works in our fasting, in our self denial. Why else would Jesus say, pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me? It's because there's a power in self denial. All right, and so that's engaging the Lord, fasting in connection to their worship, and then as they're fasting, as they're worshiping, the refresh starts to come they are receive a message from holy spirit it doesn't say necessarily the, the how it doesn't say that the sky cracked open and they heard a voice because some of us don't think that we didn't heard from the lord if we don't see how, if it's not some kind of ecstatic charismatic experience it could just be a nudge it could be a nudge that is confirmed by two or three different people that all have have witnessed in their spirit the same thing. How do you think I ended up in the city of Jacksonville? Like we fasted and prayed and I heard Jacksonville was the city. My wife heard Jacksonville was the city or felt the nudging that Jacksonville was the city. And so when we came together to discuss it, we were both in agreement that the city that we had never visited before was the place that God was going to send us to start his church, to do his work, to be set apart. And so receiving clarity, receiving word from the Holy Spirit, it ain't just going to come because we want it. We They were worshiping, they were fasting, and they received a word from the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, they received a message from the Holy Spirit. And what did that message do? Because you're not, I don't know what the point of hearing from God is, but to get you more closely aligned with God's path. He's not just saying, hey, what's up? You doing all right? All right, I'm gonna holler at you later. No, like God comes in to transform, to change, to shape. In the same way, like when people try to make the argument that Jesus hung out with sinners and so I can, no, no. Jesus didn't just hang out with sinners. Read, Read what he said. He came as a physician for the sick. So he went to hang out with sinners to bring healing and the wholeness—not to just enjoy their company—in the same way, even though we believers and we sanctified, or you know, I'm trying to get to know God, whatever it be, whatever it be. Can we be honest and recognize that if God is engaging with you, it's because He wants to change things, I'm trying to change things. And so, how? Well, they received a message from the Holy Spirit that E it established. The call of Barnabas and Saul. Establish the call of Barnabas and Saul. Because the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Set them apart. Set them apart. And so when you talk about a refresh, receiving the refresh of God isn't just about making us feel stronger, it is about giving us strength. But it's about giving us strength with purpose. He is going to revive us, refresh us, and the goal to be refreshing for the cause for which you've been called out for. Okay. So they established the call of Barnabas and Paul, and I think that this next thing is very important because some of us get a word from the Lord, and we want that thing to take place immediately. We want the blessing, we want the favor right then and, and it doesn't work like that. It just—it's not typically the experience that the Bible illustrates, and so it shouldn't be the experience that we are—that we should expect. Is that when God tells us to do something or shows us the path, that success is immediate, or even that we—the start is immediate? Because if you look here, um, the S is they stayed in a spiritual posture of fasting and prayer. So they received the call. The Holy Spirit spoke to them. Holy Spirit spoke and they didn't stop fasting and praying. They kept fasting and praying. They didn't say, Oh, Holy Spirit said it's time to go, let's go. Holy Spirit said it's time to start a business, let's start a business. Holy Spirit said it's time to change jobs, let's change jobs. Holy Spirit said it's time to change church, change church. Holy Spirit said it's time to change cities, change cities. That's not what happened. Holy Spirit said it's time to make this money and thus we made this money. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. What happened? is that holy spirit said set apart for me barnabas and saul for the work to which i have called them and it said so after they had fasted and prayed they continued fasting and praying after they heard the holy spirit they committed themselves to being in a submitted posture how many times have we taken a word from god and tried to run with it and outran God's will, outran God's desire, outran what he's actually calling us to do because we didn't stay anchored in prayer. We believed that God said it, but we didn't trust in God's plan to make it happen. I'm here to tell you today that God will establish your steps. What we should be focused on is refreshing our relationship with him. God has given you a vision. God has given me a vision. God has given me a vision for this church. God's given me a vision for my family. He's given me a vision for my professional life and the impact I wanna have. I'm sure he's given or is giving you the same thing. And so my encouragement to you is to, as you receive it, don't just go out without counting the cost. Don't just go out without making sure you're properly submitted to the process, go out after you have allowed yourself to be submitted a little bit longer stayed in place a little bit longer been successful in being submitted where you are a little bit longer it's not comfortable pastor Ernest I don't really like it there us liking where we are has never been any part of God's will Us liking the way that the situation worked out has never been part of God's will. In fact, Jesus himself went before his father, God, in the Garden of Gethsemane asking, hey, would you take this cup from me? I know what I'm destined to do and I know how it's destined to happen, but could you actually change this and can we do it another way? Illustrating that, yeah, like God is open for questioning, but he's not necessarily going to give us what we want. Because his will is greater. His purpose for you is greater. His design for your growth is greater than you just having some kind of transformative, publicly rewarding fun-filling, you know, fun-filled experience. I know that's not what we want to hear, but I want to be refreshed for real. I'm not looking just to be happy. I want to be strong. I'm not looking just for the dollar signs. I'm looking for the foundation. I'm looking for a situation that has been authored by and anointed by God. And so when he tells me what to do, I'm not just gonna get up and try to run and do it like I'm some kind of you know Superman, super faith man or whatever. No, I am gonna follow the example of these prophets and teachers, and we should also do the same thing. And even if I've heard what I think is the Lord, I will continue to fast and pray. I will continue to stay in a spiritual posture. I'm not gonna separate myself from my brethren, from the fellowship of the saints, but who can confirm my call? And that's highly underrated, like the allowing the brotherhood and the sisterhood, the family of God to refine us is so underrated. And it's why so many of us are coming out half-baked with weak faith. And when things don't go the way we want, we flee or we, you know, we just crumble. It's because we don't allow ourselves to grow in a spiritual posture together, together. So, the last part, H, hands were laid. Hands were laid. Hands were laid, that shows basically ordination for their spiritual purpose. Hands were laid, that shows basically that um, the church approves, cosigns, activates what the holy spirit has said holy spirit said saul and barnabas set them apart the church still had a role in deploying the people into their call i think i'm telling you y'all one of the reasons that so much of our stuff is weak and haphazard and and we're not making the progress that we desire is that because we are not allowing ourselves To be submitted locally within the context of life-giving, life-affirming, life-building fellowship in church. I know it's been difficult this last couple of years, but for those that want it, they go after it. Those that want the counsel, they go after it. Those that want to be there, you know, those that want the 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 fellowship of the saints, those that want to hear from each other, those that want to speak to each other, they go after. it so what I'm encouraging us to do is in this season, we go after it spiritually, we go after it physically, collectively, the fellowship. And that third verse says after they had so after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Let me just explain just real briefly. Saul, if you re- remember back in Acts chapter 9, this is Acts chapter 13. In Acts chapter 9, Saul literally had an encounter with Jesus Christ himself, the resurrected Christ. Changed his whole life. And so he's been called by Jesus himself. Yet he still submitted <laughs> to having hands laid on him by others who had not had an experience with as far as we know, an experience with the risen Christ. Like a first-hand experience. We don't know. I mean, some of these guys, again, that Simon, Simeon may have been the same one that carried Jesus' cross. There's some speculation, but it doesn't say for sure. What we know, though, is that Saul, who had a calling from on high, and Barnabas, Holy Spirit, like, they had a Paul had an experience, or Saul had an experience in Acts chapter 9, coming together with the body of Christ, other prophets, other teachers, other apostles, other other faith leaders, fasting and praying, they heard Holy Spirit speak about the mission for Saul and Barnabas. And rather than just go out, because Saul was so confident in who he was in Christ, they still fasted and prayed together, and then hands were laid to show their ordination, their selection in front of everybody else. No, these guys, they've been chosen. These people, they've been chosen. And so the question, if we're trying to get to this refresh, is what happened here and how can it happen for us? Because I want the refresh. I want to be selected and empowered for exactly what God has for me. If you want that, say amen. You know, so first, a couple points, just re- rehashing. The people were engaged in a local church. And the local church was led by the faithful and anointed. The local church came together to consecrate. They received a refresh in the midst of their consecration. They heard from Holy Spirit. They received the breath of God on them. And so they continued to consecrate. And then they submitted to the next steps. You know, I think the overall point that we we should be seeking to understand here and acknowledge is that spiritual refreshment starts with sacrifice. Spiritual refreshment starts with sacrifice. The Bible teaches that obedience is better than sacrifice, yes. That's Old Testament teaching. However, um, sometimes (laughs) obedience is the sacrifice. The sacrifice is in obedience. Fasting, praying, giving up your time, committing your time, your energy, giving up a little bit of your Independent, So you can hear what other people have to say, hear what God has to say to you through the others that God has placed in your life. Like that sacrifice, fasting, consecrate is it's an essential part of this whole process. And so. That's why we will consecrate this year. I've consecrated every year at the beginning of the year since 2010. So first year I did it. And I've seen God move in some mighty ways when I put my faith on a consecration, like I fast and I pray. And there are specific things, specific things that I'm praying for, things that I want to see happen in my life with those I love, things that I want to see happen in my church. I've seen God move in mighty ways through consecration and I'm praying the same thing happens this year but I don't want it to be just me by myself. I want us to be believing together for some miraculous, amazing, powerful things, to be set apart, to be empowered, to be refreshed. That's what I wanna see. So we're gonna fast and pray to receive the refresh, to receive new strength as we prepare to relaunch in-person services in the next month or two, to receive the refresh and new perspective as we prepare to move prophetically in Arlington and the Arlington community and beyond being the mouthpiece for God as we are also the hands and feet of Jesus. And so this is how, I'm gonna close out this way. This is how our consecration is gonna be laid out. From January 10th to December, December January 10th to February 6th, we will consecrate. It will all start with Vision Sunday next Sunday. I will speak the vision um, for the church this year in the context of the overall sermon. It'll be a series, but Vision Sunday will kick it off. We'll have weekly Wednesday prayer calls because we fast and we pray. We fast and we pray. So each week of consecration, we'll have a prayer call at 7 p.m., maximum 30 minutes. Get in, recharge, take some requests, and we'll be on for the week. We'll fast and pray. And then that last week from Sunday through Saturday of the last week, that first week of February, we will have a prayer call every week, every day of that last week at 7 o'clock. We will break fast. We will break fast Super Bowl Sunday. And in addition to that, I forgot to mention this earlier, but we are challenging everyone to read the Bible in the year. And so it started yesterday. If you're one day behind, you're not it's not you're not too late to catch up. I encourage everyone to do this so that we can be people of the book so that we can be committed and dedicated to the base level. The most base level of our relationship with the Bible is to read it, Yet alone study, meditate, memorize, et cetera. But our base level is read it. And so, so many of us have never read the Bible. Um, I'm encouraging. I've got a Bible plan. The link will be posted where every single one of us can be accountable together for reading the Bible together with the Bible app. So my fast, I'll post it. But just understand, I won't be eating any food for the first two weeks. I'll add fruits and vegetables that third week, then that fourth week I'll add grains and nuts. I won't eat any meat until the consecration is over. Okay, I break fast, at, but I'm, I'm, I'm fasting for life change. I'm fasting for clarity and blessing. I'm, I'm fasting for our church and our family, okay? So I wanna pause here or close here. Um, I know it's a little bit early, but of course without the worship set in, I, I don't wanna just talk for an hour but I do wanna take a moment as we are seeking the refresh and start with those of you that need a fresh relationship with God, a fresh relationship with Christ, a fresh commitment to Jesus Christ as Lord. So what do I mean? Some of us um, either have never committed to Christ as Lord, committed to following Christ as Lord in our lives. Some of us have committed But in the last year, the last months, the last weeks, we have fallen off of that commitment and we have been kind of living on our own path, um, trying to be our own gods. I am calling for you now to repent and recommit. Repent and recommit. What does repent mean? It means to turn the other way. So if you've been walking in a path where you think that you're the way and you think that you know what you're doing and you've been worshiping other gods or, or incorporating other things into the faith. And if, if you have found yourself distant from Christ further away than you've ever been, or if you've never committed, but you know you, you were raised in church and you've had experience with God, but you've never actually committed yourself. I'm, I'm I am speaking to you today to ask you to repent, repent, turn the other way. Stop walking in the path of darkness and death and begin walking in the path of light and Christ. I, I, I will pray with you today to lead you in prayer that you may be saved. And for those that have fallen away, that you may be recommitted in your life and your walk in Christ. And so this is my prayer. And if this is you, you should speak after me. Say, Lord, I stand here in need of you. Forgive me, Lord, for my sin. Forgive me, Lord, for walking away from you. I repent I turn away from all my sinful ways. I trust Christ is the Son of God, died for my sins, rose with all power, and is Lord and Savior. I commit my life This day to following you. If you repeated that, I'm gonna pray for you. And then we're gonna close, and I'm gonna pray for you, and that will close us out for today, okay? Let's do this. Lord God, I wanna thank you and praise you for every soul that took the moment, took the time to recite, repeat what I just said, whether this audio, they're listening to the podcast or whether they are listening um, as they're watching the video right now, Lord, it's my prayer that you would welcome them into the fellowship of the saints, that you would welcome them back. If they're coming back, welcome them back. If they're first time, welcome them here. Lord, we pray thanking you for your soul's salvation, for the salvation, for the change, for the brand new life. For we were dead in our sins, and because of Christ we have We've been raised to life. I pray for the refresh. I pray for that new, new life, new anointing. I pray for this new season, this new year. Lord, I pray that you would encourage, inspire, equip, empower us as we go into consecration, fasting and praying, that you would strengthen us, for this relaunch, that you would strengthen us for daily life, that you would strengthen us as a church. And for any of us that feel stuck or have felt stuck, that you would refresh the page of life that we're on so that we would have a fresh perspective. Refresh us, bless us, keep us and guide us and bring us back together, not only this week, but continue to do so for your glory, your power, your people as you bless this missionary outpost that is Higher Definition Church. In Jesus' name, amen.